Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. On today's episode, we are going to do a bit of a bonus on top grading. I think I got the most emails I've ever gotten after an episode went live as I did from top grading. And so we are going to dive into the key competencies. And remember, there's 50 key competencies in top grading, and they are labeled green, yellow, and red. And green means that they're relatively easy to change. So when you're interviewing someone and um, you're talking about their education or experience and they don't have so much well, that's okay because that's relatively easy to change with some more education. And obviously, everyone's got to start somewhere and gain more experience. Then the yellow key competencies are harder to change, but doable. So examples in the harder but doable category or the yellow key competencies would be their strategic skills, their stress management, their listening skills. Those are, again, they're hard for individuals to change, but it is possible with the right coaching, with the right mindset, with the right environment, and all of those things. But the red key competencies, the ones that are very difficult to change, well, that's another can of worms. So on the very difficult to change, we're going to walk through all 10 of those And um, there's actually 10 key competencies that are in the red zone, meaning they're very difficult to change. And then there's two additional key competencies that you would use in the red zone, knowing that they're difficult to change when you're interviewing someone for a management position. So we'll save those last two if we've got time for the end, and we'll focus on the 10 that are very difficult to change. And I'm hoping that you get a bit of an aha with these. Um, And it might, you know, if you think about your current team, which I challenged you to do in terms of like, do you have A players? What are your A players like? What are your B players like? Do you have C players? And I think hopefully when we're going through these key competencies, you're going to see maybe that your B and C players are B and C players because they don't cut the mustard when it comes to the key competencies in this red zone. 
All right. So I'm going to walk through them really quickly and then we'll go through them one by one. So in terms of the key competencies in the red zone, so those are the ones that are almost impossible to change. So they either have to have it or they don't have it and they have to meet the minimum score that you want someone to have in this category when you interview them. So they are intelligence. And what we mean by intelligence, that's the ability to acquire, understanding, absorb information rapidly, and they're a quick study. They're either, they either have it or they don't. Analysis skills. That is identifying significant problems and opportunities. They're able to analyze problems and people in depth. They're able to sort the wheat from the chafe, determining root causes. Again, analysis skills. The third one is conceptual ability, meaning they can deal effectively with not just concrete, tangible issues, but with abstract and conceptual matters as well. Creativity. That means they can generate new approaches to problems or innovations to established best practices. They show imagination, thinking outside of the box. Integrity. That means they are ironclad. They do not ethically cut corners. They earn the trust of their coworkers. They put organization above self-interest. The next one is assertiveness. Takes forceful stand on issues without being excessively abrasive. And then energy, drive. They exhibit energy, strong desire to achieve high dedication level. Enthusiasm and passion means they exhibit dynamism, excitement, and a positive can-do attitude. And then ambition, which is the desire to grow in responsibility and authority. And then the 10th one is tenacity, the consistent reward of passionately striving to achieve results. They convey a strong need to win and a reputation for not giving up. And then the bonus ones that you would use for management candidates would be vision, meaning they provide clear, credible vision and strategy, and then inspiring followership. So for a management candidate, you'd want them to be able to inspire people to follow their lead. They minimize intimidation. They take charge. They motivate by pushing appropriate hot buttons of individuals. All right, so now we're going to dive just a little bit deeper, and these key competencies in the red zone will be available on our resources at ProfitFirstNation.com. Click on resources, and you will be able to access them there, and we'll have more detail where actually you can use these these scorecards um, in your interview process. And then in our show notes, um, we'll have just an abbreviated version, a one-page sort of visual recap of what we've talked about today. And so that will, the visual recaps are available under the episodes on our website. All right. So intelligence, the ability to acquire understanding and absorb information rapidly, a quick study. Obviously, you want someone when you start investing in them to be able to hit the ground running. So intelligence is really important. Um, For most positions in our organization, we're looking for someone to score a four out of five. If they score less than a four, 
then, um, you know, that probably means they're not going to cut the mustard. Some questions that you could ask to assess someone's intelligence is to describe their learning ability. Have them describe how they learn things. And again, in top grading, you want to keep your mouth shut. Don't give them leading answers. Let that awkward silence just kind of make them want to talk and fill that that space. Another question related to assessing their intelligence would be, describe a complex situation in which you had to learn a lot quickly. How did you go about learning and how successful were the outcomes? So those are two great questions that you can use to help you assess intelligence. When it comes to analysis skills, that's their ability to identify significant problems and opportunities. They analyze problems and people in depth. They are able to sort the wheat from the chafe and determine root causes. So some questions to assess their analysis skills would be, please describe your problem analysis skills. Do people generally regard you as one who diligently pursues every detail or do you tend to be more broad brush? Obviously, we're looking for people looking at detail. What will references indicate are your style and overall effectiveness in sorting the wheat from the chafe? What analytic approaches and tools do you use? Please give me an example of digging more deeply for facts than what was asked of you. And, you know, even if you're interviewing someone who is fresh out of college and does not have much professional work experience, you can kind of change these questions around a bit and adjust them to their environment. And so, you know, giving me an example of digging more deeply for facts than what was asked of you, anyone should be able to answer that question, regardless of whether they're entry level or they've got 20 years um, in the industry. Conceptual ability is the next key competency in the red zone. And that is dealing effectively with not just concrete, tangible issues, but abstract conceptual matters. So people's conceptual ability. Are you more comfortable dealing with concrete, tangible, short-term, or more abstract, conceptual, long-term issues? Please explain. Now, we have all these key competencies, and if you're interviewing for an entry-level position, you don't necessarily need to interview for all 50 of the key competencies. You can narrow it down but you definitely want to have as many applicable key competencies in that red zone that apply. And so for us, when we hire a claims examiner in our Indiana office, we're looking for someone who actually can kind of, you know, look at the bigger picture of things and doesn't just have to follow the black and white. They need to be able to you know, see what the gray is and and figure that out and look at it from a global perspective because there's not a way for us to train people on every single type of claim scenario. So I am looking for someone who has some conceptual ability and, and can deal with more abstract and like bigger issues than just looking for, you know, a yes or no answer to something. Creativity means that you're looking to see if they generate new approaches to problems or innovations to establish best practices. They show imagination. Now, 
again, talking about our example of the claims examiner, I'm not looking for creativity from a claims examiner. Um, we do have to, you know, make sure that we're following the 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 individual policyholders' policy language when adjudicating their claims. So we don't want to be creative. We need to follow that. Um, so I'm not. I, I I don't test for creativity when I'm hiring a claims examiner. But some questions: If you are in a position where you do need to hire someone to have some creativity, then here are some examples of some questions. Ask them just how creative are you, and and, and not necessarily in the artistic sense. What are the best examples of your creativity in processes, systems, methods, products, structure, or services? Do you consider yourself a better visionary or implementer and why? I love this question. Um, don't use it with the claims examiners, but sometimes you need people that can think big picture and sometimes you need people that are just the, the worker bees that, that do the work and the, they're, they're the implementers. They get it done. Um, And so that is one of my favorite questions. The next key competency in the red zone we're going to talk about is integrity. Ironclad does not ethically cut corners, earns trust of coworkers, puts organization above self-interest. So questions associated with integrity would be describe a situation or two in which the pressures to compromise your integrity were the strongest you have ever felt. What are a couple of the most courageous actions or unpopular stands you have ever taken? When have you confronted unethical behavior or chosen to not say anything in order to not rock the boat? Under what circumstances have you found it justifiable to break a confidence? I mean, you're probably going, oh my gosh, these are hard questions. Yes, they are. But again, you are looking for A player talent. And if A player talent represents the top 10% of available talent in the marketplace, then only one out of 10 candidates are going to be potential A players. And so you want to ask the tough questions. You want to ask the hard questions. 90% of the people are going to fail. They're going to score below your benchmark for what you need. And it's a numbers game. Yes, you need. 50 candidates to have five A player potential out of that. Um, and and yes, these are hard questions. You know, I, I do kind of laugh because I'm often impressed by the people that I interview and, the, and how they answer things. And I'm like, well, this is why I need to stay being an entrepreneur because I don't want to have to be on the other side of that table answering these questions. But it works. It works beautifully if you stick with it and you don't settle. You stick with your score of the benchmark that you want. If you're looking for a four or a five in terms of integrity, then if they score a two or a three, they're no longer an A candidate for you. The next key competency is assertiveness. They take a forceful stand on issues without being excessively abrasive. So some questions related to assertiveness would, how would you describe your level of assertiveness? When there is a difference of opinion, do you tend to confront people directly, indirectly, or tend to let the situation resolve itself? And in all of these situations, you really want to get specifics and and have them explain it in detail and just use the, tell me more. Can you give me some specifics? And just, again, help them peel back the layers and reveal as much as they can to you. 
Another question would be, please give a couple of recent specific examples in which you were highly assertive, one in which the outcome was favorable, and one in which it wasn't. So again, a key competency, especially like for salespeople, would be assertiveness or a contracts manager or someone in accounting who, or a bookkeeper who has to follow up on your AR. You definitely, in that case, are looking for someone who can be, in fact, assertive. For a claims examiner, not looking for them to be assertive. They um, are just manually adjudicating long-term care claims for us. The next key competency in the red zone is energy and drive. And so do they exhibit energy, a strong desire to achieve? Do they have a high dedication level? Some questions about that would be, um, you know, how many hours per week have you worked on average during the past year? You know, I mean, you're looking for someone who goes above and beyond and, um, and, and maybe has a few jobs, especially if they're in school and they're, they're working more. They've got a stronger work ethic than the other people in the market. They are the top 10%. They are working three jobs in college and paying their way through school. That shows energy and drive. Another question would be, what motivates you? Who motivates you? I was talking to a friend and, um, you know, her son is a huge Tom Brady fan and, you know, just looks up to him because of his work ethic. He's not a huge football fan, but just what Tom Brady has done and, um, and just kept, kept at and, and kept leading and then, uh, as everyone knows, has gone from uh, the New England Patriots to Tampa Bay and is leading them to a Super Bowl in his first year with the team. Um, so you don't have to be a big football fan, but Tom Brady could be a big motivator. Then we have enthusiasm and passion. That means they're exhibiting dynamism, excitement, and a positive can-do attitude. Some questions you could ask to rate their enthusiasm and passion would be, how would you rate yourself and why in enthusiasm and charisma? Have them describe the pace at which they work. Is it fast, slow, or moderate? And the circumstances under which it varies. So again, you know, what, what kind of person are you looking for in your organization? And then we have ambition. Do they desire to grow in responsibility and authority? A a good question to ask them under ambition is who have been your career influences and why? And what are you looking to to do or be in five years, 10 years? You want them to see beyond, not necessarily, oh, I want to be a manager and I'm really, don't get, I'm not going to get on the soapbox about people's entitlement about if they just put five years in the job, they should become a manager. But do they have mentors? Do they have people that are helping to guide them in terms of their ambitions in their career? And then the final one is tenacity. So the consistent reward of passionately striving to achieve results conveys strong need to win, a reputation for not giving up. Oh, everyone in my companies has to pass the tenacity benchmark. Um, Some questions related to tenacity that you could ask would be, what are examples of the biggest challenges you have faced and overcome? 
And what will references say is your general level of urgency? So I am just a big fan of tenacity. And I mean, to be honest, I think this is one of the secrets as to why I only spend 10 to 15 hours a week overseeing the operations of our businesses that do $50 million a year. And that's because I have people who are striving to achieve results. I know what's happening every day, 10 minutes during our daily huddles for the companies. I'm listening to what they did yesterday, what they're going to do today. There are metrics being reported every day. So I know what's going on. And, um, and, and we throw a little competition in there too. We'll talk about that on another day. All right. And then your two bonus key competencies when hiring managers are inspiring followership. And so that means, you know, getting people to follow the lead, you people who minimize intimidation, but can take charge and motivates by pushing appropriate hot buttons of individuals. Some questions you could ask there are, are you a natural leader? If so, cite indications. And then another one would be give examples of when people might have readily followed your lead and when they did not. And then the final one for manager candidates would be vision. And so that's their ability to provide clear, credible vision and strategy. And so a question related to that is, what is or was your vision for your present or most recent job? How was that vision developed? And, you know, again, just kind of going down, peeling back the layers on that. And so those are your red zone key competencies. And what you're going to do is pick which of those ones are critical to the role. It's not necessarily critical to the organization. Yes, I have a few key competencies that I tend to have um, for every role and in our organization. But the key competencies vary by role and vary by what you're looking for the individual to do and how you're going to measure their success in that role. And then um, you're going to set what what score they need to, to score on the key competencies that are important to you. And then in your interview process, you're going to score them. And then you're going to see how they score against that benchmark that you set for that key competency. And that is going to help you, again, you know, narrow the field down. And they got to this point and they're, they're doing the interview, um, but they might not be the top A player in the market right now. And so, you know, it's, it's about eliminating people and really just finding the needle in the haystack that is the A player. So again, if you would like to um, access these, um, we have a, a, an easy, um, actually, I'm going to put it up on PowerPoint so you can edit it and you could add um, and modify the questions. And so um, that will be under ProfitFirstNation.com under resources. And that will be the red zone key competencies questions. And then uh, we have the one pager uh, visual recap that just kind of gives you a summary of what we talked about today. And that is available under episodes at ProfitFirstNation.com. Thank you again for joining us. I sincerely appreciate all of the five-star reviews. And uh, if you would like to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform, that would be so much appreciated as well. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend.
Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 